0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Mexicans stay at table. Disaster bill designed to complement trade aid. USDA moves forward with biotech overhaul. U.S. And Mexico talks continue today. U.S. and Mexico not able to come to an agreement yesterday on immigration and the tariffs that President Donald Trump is threatening. So talks will continue today at the White House. Progress is being made, but not nearly enough, the president said in tweets last night. Further, talks with Mexico will resume tomorrow with the understanding that if no agreement is reached, tariffs at the 5% level will start Monday. Monthly increases as scheduled. President Trump is demanding that Mexico stem the flow of Central American migrants crossing through the country to get to the U.S., Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Brard, who met with Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, told reporters the meeting went well. He said, we are optimistic because we had a good meeting with respectable positions from both sides, according to Brard. USDA's take? Well, Undersecretary Ted McKinney said the U.S. ag sector is disappointed in the prospect of a new tariff dispute with Mexico so shortly after the last one ended. They are emphatic, but this is the latest blow that I think they would like not to take, he said. On Capitol Hill, GOP senators continue to raise concerns about the tariff threat and the risk it poses to the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, according to Senator John Thune of South Dakota. He said, we've got a lot invested in that. We don't want to do anything to put that, being the USMCA, at risk. Clarification on prevented planting. A leading architect of the disaster aid bill that's headed to President Trump's desk says it was specifically designed to complement the administration's trade assistance package. In an exclusive interview with AgriPulse, Senator John Hovind of North Dakota said the prevented planting provision was added to the disaster bill because the USDA's trade assistance excluded unplanted acres from being eligible. Hovind, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, says USDA lawyers had taken the position that USDA's legal authority didn't allow for trade aid to be used for unplanted acres. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue seemed to waffle on that issue in recent days, but a source tells AgriPulse's Bill Thompson that the Office of General Counsel has confirmed its original position. Holman also disclosed that he's pushing USDA to move up the date that farmers would be allowed to hay or graze cover crops on prevented planted acreage. The normal date is November 1. An earlier date would benefit cattle producers, according to Hoven. Keep in mind, USDA is holding off on saying how the disaster payments for unplanted acres would be calculated in order to avoid influencing planting decisions, according to Hoven. The bottom line, kudos to the University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin for deducing early on that the disaster provision was designed as a backdoor trade assistance payment. Now here's a heads up, Purdue is headed to Florida and Georgia tomorrow to talk about the disaster aid bill and will be in Iowa next week with President Trump. USDA advances overhaul of biotech regs. The Trump administration is trying to do what George W. Bush and the Obama administration couldn't, update and streamline the USDA's 32-year-old process for genetically engineered crops. The latest proposal from USDA, and the third since 2008, would exempt from regulation traits that could be created through traditional breeding, and companies would be allowed to make self-determinations about their regulatory status. The 109-page proposed rule is being published in the Federal Register today, kicking off a 60-day comment period. The national sorghum producers quick to welcome the proposal. Dan Atkinson, the group's chairman said he thinks streamlining the regs will make it more likely that companies get new sorghum traits in the market. Innovations through new breeding methods are vital to sorghum growers achieving improved production, meeting sustainability goals and maintaining our competitiveness in the global marketplace, he said. Cabinet chiefs to talk farm bill and ESA. Several Trump administration cabinet heads are meeting to discuss the Farm Bill and Endangered Species Act this morning at the Environmental Protection Agency in Washington. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, Interior Secretary David Bernhardt, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross and Mary Newmar, who chairs the White House Council on Environmental Quality, are all expected to attend the meeting with EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. EPA recently released a draft policy on how to evaluate the effects of pesticides on federally listed species. The industry has been advocating for streamlined interagency process to deal with the pesticide and endangered species issues. H2A demand source while processing lags. The Labor Department certified 88,000 positions for H2A farm workers during the quarter that ended March 31 an increase of 8,000 over the same quarter a year ago. That 10% increase for the second quarter of fiscal 19, however, was the smallest increase for a second quarter in five years. That according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. AFBF economist Veronica Nye thinks the more modest increase in fiscal 19 may be due to a slowdown in processing H2A applications. Labor Department data shows that 77.5% of H-2A applications were processed on a timely basis during the second quarter, down from 92.6% of the previous quarter and 90.4% for the second quarter of FY18. The last time the timeline's rate fell below 90% was during the second quarter of 2014 when the rate dropped to 84.3%. Farmhands Tarbert and Combs confirmed. Heath Tarbert is set to take over as chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission next month after winning confirmation from the Senate Wednesday to replace Chris Giancarlo. Former Texas Agriculture Commissioner Susan Combs confirmed as the Assistant Interior Secretary for Policy Management and Budget. Lawmakers told Citrus Research potential victim of relocation. Moving the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of D.C. could have immediate real-world effects, claims the head of the University of Florida's Institute of Food and Agriculture Sciences. Take citrus greening, for example. Jack Payne told a House Agriculture Subcommittee yesterday that one of our most promising lines of inquiry into stopping citrus greening is funded jointly by the NIFA and the National Science Foundation, and independent agency. Cooperation between the two agencies is accelerating our scientists' work on editing the citrus genome to create more disease-tolerant fruit, according to Payne. A loss of expertise at NIFA delays consideration and distribution of research grants that could spell further doom for Florida orange juice. Republicans at the hearing defended the plan to move NIFA and the Economic Research Service from Washington. Here's today's She Said It. And Minnesotans don't like something they say it's interesting. These farmers are way past interesting. They're frustrated. They're pissed. That Senator Tina Smith, a Democrat of Minnesota, responding on CNN to President Trump's Mexico tariff threats. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 6th. AgriPulse Daybreak brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jack Dalley.